TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 378, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm a screenwriter, and I run the screenwriting program at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yusan, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, this is Clement, TV enthusiast and entertainment marketer from L.A. All right, thank you guys. Nice show out this week. All right, uh, Tom has all the news this week. Dazzle us. Oh, it's crazy, crazy. Okay, I've gotten the I've gotten this broken down by networks. So and pretty much in alphabetical order until we get to the for the big three and then uh, some a few Bas- basic. Cap- basically, there was a cancellation upheaval that happened. There- Okay, on ABC, the following shows are canceled. The Crossing, Deception, Designated Survivor, The Inhumans, duh, Kevin Probably Saves the World, and Quantico. Renewed, American Housewife Season 3, Blackish Season 5, Fresh Off the Boat Season 5, For the People Season 2, How to Get Away with Murder Season 5, Beastless Season 3, Splitting Up Together Season 2, Station 19 Season 2. And pickups include the sitcom Single Parents, which is one of the most buzzed about sitcom pilots of this year. The Fix, which is based on, which is a legal drama coming from Marsha Clark of the OJ fame. Uh, Grand mm-hmm. Hotel, The Kids Are All Right, and Whiskey Cavalier. On CBS, canceled. Nine JKL, terribly unfunny. Kevin <laughs> Can Wait, even more unfunny. Oh my gosh, I hate. Didn't even <laughs> smile through that pilot. Scorpion was canceled. All right. Was canceled. Renewed. This is stuff that had not been renewed because it was on the bubble. Criminal Minds, season 14. Elementary, season 7. Instinct, season 2. Life in Pieces, season 4. Man with a Plan, season 3. Also picked up The Code, uh, legal drama. Damon Wayans Jr. sitcom, Untitled. Fam, a sitcom with Nina Dobrev of Vampire Diaries. God Friended Me. A reboot of Magnum P.I. starring Jay Hernandez. Woohoo! I just have to cheer because it's my my network. Sorry. Uh, The Red Line and Welcome to the Neighborhood, a sitcom with Cedric the the Entertainer. On NBC, canceled. The Brave, Great News, Rise, and Taken. Renewed, AP Bio for season two. Blacklist for season six. Blind Spot for season four. Oh, that's Brooklyn a surprise. Nine Nine rescued from Good Girls season two. Uh, new shows: Abby's, Enemy Within, The In Between, I Feel Bad, Manifest from Robert Zemeckis, and The Village. Fox, lots of booze here. Brooklyn Nine Nine, which NBC saved. Yay! The Exorcist, Lucifer. <laughs> <Satan>. <laughs> Last Man on Earth and The Myth, all gone. Uh, newly Renewed, Bob's Burgers, Season 9, Family wow. Guy, Season 16, and their 20th anniversary season. Last Man Standing was Taken Out of Limbo from ABC, Season 7. The Resident, Season 2, 
Star Season 3, new pickups. Rel, starring as a comedy guy I've never heard of before. Proven Innocent and The Cool Kids. Uh, of note, one of the reasons why Fox dumped so many shows is they're picking up Thursday night football. They only program two hours on Thursday night, so they don't have a lot of real estate left, so they just they ordered, they, they killed a lot of stuff. Uh, um, oh, I missed one. Uh, ABC ordered the drama a, a Million Little Things to series. Um, oh, I also missed a, NBC renewed four Dick Wolf series, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and Law and & Order SVU. By the way, Law and Order SVU, this will be season 20, tying with Law and Order 1 and also Gunsmoke for the longest-running network dramas. Wow. Um, okay. You're on CW. On CW, canceled Life Sentence and Valor, renewed The 100 Season 6. And they had previously hey. picked up a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, new shows, All American from Greg Berlanti. By the way, Greg Berlanti has one sh- has six comic book shows on the CW. This new show, what, two sh- pickups from CBS, and Blind Spot renewed on NBC. So, he, so he's like the man. The Charmed reboot picked up. What? Roswell, Ooh. New Mexico, which is a reboot of Roswell, which was based on the Roswell High book series, also picked up. And two other dramas, In the Dark and Legacies. Uh, stars picked up two should two be mentioned that that legacy wait legacy is a spinoff of the originals that should be mentioned okay um cartoon network picked up rick and morty for 70 episodes uh, <laughs> netflix picked up a show called aj and the queen starring rupaul on a down in his luck uh female impersonator named ruby red and sci-fi canceled the expanse Boo! oh and that pretty much covers... Oh, Fox also ordered a drama called The Passage to Series, and Netflix renewed Santa Clarita Diet. And I think I missed that... Uh, no, I did say Good Girl Season 2 got picked up. The things okay. that I'm worried about, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on apparently on a bubble because it's not yep. up or down. And Gotham is also not up or down. So I think... Oh, I'm hoping the- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a, be- a decent chance of being picked up. Because it's a uh, seven-day uh, ratings are double what the overnights are. So. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal with, uh, speaking of Fox and uh, Gotham, at least a weapon, at the 11th hour, like uh, like 12 minutes ago, Variety, <laughs> Variety announced that Lethal Weapon has been renewed. Clayne Crawford has been fired for bad behavior on set. They have wow. recast the role with Sean William Scott from the American Pie movies. I don't even know who uh, that is, but okay. Uh, I don't know who he is, dude. Where's fairly, my car? I don't know fair, who that fairly, is. Fairly, fairly good-looking white dude. Who um, <laughs> yeah. my car with Ashton Kutcher? Um, so you know he's he's a bit of a name, but he's you know people like he's working with him. Yeah. I think he had a, a substance abuse problem, but. You know, he was in those movies, so some of that wasn't acting. Um, but the conventional wisdom was for Fox that either Lethal Weapon or Gotham was going to be picked up. So if they couldn't have recast the role, Gotham would be picked up. They did recast the role, so conventional wisdom is Gotham is a goner. Um. But that's just conventional wisdom. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., rumor has it that last year ABC wanted to pick it up, but Disney Corporate said, no, you're not. 
<laughs> so who knows with what's going on with you know the, the behind um, the scenes behind the scenes with the marvel cinematic universe etc contrary to what some idiot clickbait websites have been saying they did acknowledge the events of uh infinity war uh, in these last yeah. episodes yeah, of agents of shield so they are still it, it is still part of the marvel cinematic universe so we'll see you know the thing is we'll talk about it when we get to the show but you know, agents of. Sh- I don't want to talk about it now. I'll talk about it. Yeah, later. Yeah, talk about it later. Yeah. Okay, we're okay. done with the news now. And no more news. Woo! That was a lot. Right. That was a lot. And wow. this is usually the time of the year where they break my heart. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about Westworld, and this was episode three, I want to say. And yep. wow. Uh, I love the open. I love the fact that we started in a new park, not a park that we'd even heard of before because I've been waiting for Samurai Park, but this was like... You mean Dundun so... World? Yeah, I've been waiting for Summer... Sorry, Samurai World. And Dundun World. I don't even know what this world was. Uh, it was like... It's like Imperial British World. <laughs> yeah, British <laughs> yeah, I was world. like, going on <laughs> Safari World? Um, so I was, I'd never even heard of this park, but I mean, it makes sense that they, I guess they would have one for every fantasy or whatever. Um, and I like the open. I like that it was with, it was, it felt very different and yet somewhat similar. And I, and then it all of a sudden went left, you know, and I was like, well, that, whoa. Yeah. That actor is recognizable. His first name is Neil. I want to say his last name's Jordan. Don't quote me. I'd have to IMDB him, but that was pretty gutsy of them to cast a pretty recognizable actor just to kill him off pretty quickly. In five minutes! It was awesome! Because <laughs> I like, thought that he was going to be the star, and I hadn't seen the woman before, but I like that they just flipped it on us, and so we're actually following the woman's story, so that's pretty cool. I thought that Neil was nice. Jackson is the actor's name. Alright. I loved it. Like, I, like, that opening, when the tiger was running after her, I literally was watching it at like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, "Run!" I was like, "Why are you standing there?" I was like, well, "Why are you supposed to run there? from? You're not supposed to run from a, a predator." No, I know that. I know, but like, like do something, do something, because yeah. like, even though it is a robot, even though like we know that it's artificial intelligence running the ro- running that tiger, you have to do something because that tiger had blood, was smelling blood. Yeah, and literally, but I love just the arc of it. And I gotta say, if Fanny Noon does not get an Emmy nom this year, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna riot in the streets. Because who doesn't? So, Fanny Newton. Newton. Fanny Newton is so awesome. She's so good as Maven in this show. And it's, it's outstanding. Like, I'm, I get scared of her, but yet I can't wait to see what she's gonna do because she's a good character. But at the same time, I'm like, don't treat him too bad. Like, if, I go through a lot of emotions watching her character. But that shootout scene at the end. By far, uh, Dolores is off the chain right now. She is what, she uh, is like the supervillain of the story now. Well, what, what do we what do we think about Teddy sparing those people? It me I think and it means he's gonna, spare- I, it means that he's going to be dead soon. That's what it means. Yeah, <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, I'm kind of getting that vibe. Yeah, I think she, there was a test to see if she could trust him to see if he had evolved. And uh, by him sparing those guys to her, that means he's just a simple robot now. He's not evolving with her. So she, remember her whole thing is the new world are for certain people, not for everyone. That's why she allowed all those soldiers to die because she didn't consider them on the same level as her. And 
that was a task for Teddy to see if he'd evolved with her, and she basically judged him not worthy. So. What did we think about? Um, so, what's your? Uh, oh, uh, Tessa Thompson still doesn't. Nobody knows that Bernard is is oh. a bot. <laughs> oh, I know. Except some of the other bots know. Dolores. Except knows. for some of the other bots know, but. When Tessa Thompson's like, oh, surprised to see you made it. <laughs> Didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> Obviously, she's really the big bad. Yeah. Despite, despite Dolores being... Well, it depends on how you look at it. Cause well, it depends it's supposed on whose side you're on. Well, I mean, you want to be on the robot side because you're seeing the revolution from their point of view. But the fact that she's allowing her people to get massacred does not make me think of her as a benevolent leader. Oh, she's not. I no. know. Well, <laughs> the, the thing that she... The, the thing that she totally tricks what's-his-face, uh, the dude who used to be on um, the dude who used to be on the show. Oh, um, you, you mean the general. The general. He, she totally tricks him into sacrificing his men to save hers. Right. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. Um, the, um, it, it may be not the, necessarily, you know, she could have had them as allies, and instead she used them as cannon fodder. So. Yeah, uh, did you? Did anybody else catch uh, Papa Abernathy quoting Shakespeare? Yes, yes. So, and um, do we think that the female colonizer made it out? The female colonizer, yeah, yeah, yeah. She makes it out uh, of the river, but then she gets captured by the Native Americans. Oh, that she she gets she gets captured by the uh, yeah the Native Americans. Yeah, so she made it out but of do the you river. Think... Well, I mean, oh. they introduced her for a reason. Obviously, her story is not over. I just we just don't know what the story, the rest of the story is. And if they were right. going to kill her right there on the beach, they would have shown her be killed. So, I love when I love when Maeve is uh, kind of standing up to the programmer dude, the writer programmer dude. Yeah, oh, right. Because yeah. he's just he's just like, hey, I wrote that. Yeah, and he was being really arrogant about it and saying He's being arrogant. Yeah. She's like, Oh, bravo for you. Did you was this based on your real life? You're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really good. I love that scene, especially because like I didn't like him in season one. So I feel like it's kind of just we're seeing him get his just due finally. But at the same time, uh what I forget what the dude name is. The guy who plays May's boyfriend in the show. No, I know uh, you're talking oh, about the uh Hector. Thank Hector's you. Hector's the yeah. character's name. Yeah, Hector's the character's name. Um, he was also in 300. Um, but like, literally I was like, why are you popping off at the mouth of this guy? You know, Rodrigo like Santoro him. is the actor's Rodrigo name. Santoro. Yes. Thank you for that. Like, why are you popping off on this guy? Shut your mouth. Do what you got to do. Make it out alive. That's all you got to exactly. do. But they'll probably kill him at, at the end anyways, just for him being the way he is. So I'm just kind of like, this show gets me, gets me worked, worked up in so many emotions that I can't even <laughs> think straight. So good. Yeah, so, so good. Thumbs up. Definitely. This was another great installment. Uh, I was really impressed. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Killing Eve. And this was episode five. And it finally gives us Eve and um, Villanea in the same room at the same time having a nice, lovely dinner. Shepherd's Pie. Lovely. It was, it was awesome. What was so great is that they're both like kind of they're both absolutely obsessed with each other in different ways because i really like the fact that eve basically gets the clothes and puts on the perfume and puts on the dress because she kind of wants to see 
what kind of clothes uh, Villanova would get for her and what kind of perfume she'd get for her. Though the moment when she was about to put on the perfume, I was like, ooh. Because, you know, yeah. Villanova and perfumes are not necessarily mixed together. But uh, I really just enjoyed their dinner and sit down and talk. And um, and then I was kind of like, well, why did she go there? Like, there, other than her obsession with her, there had to be another reason. And I love that it was all towards getting... Um, the, her tar, her original target, like she was all about completing her mission, with a side of obsessive Eve in the mix. Their relationship is fantastic. I love it. So you guys talk. What do you think? Well, I'm still wondering why, um, you know, Eve isn't taking really good steps to protect herself. Um, I, you know, I said last week, I was like, why are you stopping the car? Why are you talking to her? Why are you putting yourself in harm's way? But then. She got the clothes. She got the luggage. She knew that on the luggage was her address because the clothes got shipped to her. But right. she didn't really take any steps to, like, get her family out of that house. And sure enough, you know, what's going to happen? Like, the, you know, the serial killer, like, shows up. Uh, the assassin shows up at your house and, and makes you strip and, and serve you a shepherd's pie. I mean, <laughs> that's typically what happens when you let the assassin know what your, your address is. Well, I mean, they did talk about the fact that she knew where she lived. They had the discussion, and then she didn't move or anything about, you know. Right. But part of it is she's been lying to her husband about what she does, so not sure what she would tell her husband about why they're moving. Um. So she just sort of decided to ignore it, which, of course, but I mean, that then wouldn't let us have the cool drama because I wanted them to meet forever. So I'm not mad at her about that at all because I got what I wanted. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but did anyone, did anyone understand? I was a little confused by the by the final scene when she asked her handler, like, what did she ask him what number he was? Is, is that what she asked? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, because because Eve tells her that the group that's controlling her are called the Twelve. And so she was like, that was information she didn't know. So then when she goes back to her handler, she's like, what's your number? Ah, okay. Got it. Yeah. And he was like, you shouldn't have asked me that. And it just ends there. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Not good at all. Any other comments before we move on? Just that scene, that scene in the dinner, like me and my girlfriend are watching at the same time. We're like, like. Eve, don't do anything. Don't pull a knife because she's faster than you. She's stronger than you. She's a lethal killer. Right. I mean, I, there was. Like, I mean, she had that knife in her pants, and she was like, "If you could keep the knife, it'll make you feel better." And I was like, "Yeah, that's not a good sign." If right, the killer like, is like, "You can keep the knife," I was like, "Oh, that's not good." Nope. That's all I had to say about it. But otherwise, <laughs> great episode. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Lucifer, and I think I'm the only one who saw it. And normally that would mean I wouldn't talk about it, but since in light of its cancellation, I won't get many more times to talk about Lucifer. And this was one of the best episodes they've ever done, so I feel like I should give it uh, my five seconds. Which are you is... saying it was a hell of an episode? Oh, come on! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't resist. Uh, what they did is they finally culminated a couple of storylines, which is uh, right now you have uh, Lucifer and his and the cop. I forgot her Chloe, and they're like God made Chloe as a perfect match for Lucifer, which is why she has power over him and he's vulnerable in her presence. So whenever she's around, he could be hurt. He can bleed. 
And so Kane, as in Kane and Abel, showed up this season, and he thought, well, if that works for Lucifer, then maybe she could make me vulnerable because his curse is that he lives forever and he wants to die. And so he starts courting uh, Chloe to try to get her to fall in love with him, and wait, it works, and now he's vulnerable, but now he's changed his mind and wants to go back to being immortal. Like, dude, make up your mind. Uh, so it creates all this whole problem now because now he's fallen for Chloe and wants her to be the love of his life, but she never really loved him. She's really in love with Lucifer. So it all comes together to Cain coming up with a plan to to set up Lucifer for the murder of his brother because he hates Aminadel. So he plots to kill Aminadel, and it all. What's so great about it is through the season they've been having the woman that played the mom, which was uh, Six from Battlestar. Uh, that's, uh, oh my God, why did I just blank on her name? Trisha Helfer. Trisha Helfer. She's been on the show for two seasons. The first season she was on the show, she basically pay, played Lucifer and Aminadel's mother. She was, she's the mother of all angels or whatever, and, or God's wife. And at the end of that last season, she got sent to another dimension to create a whole new universe on her own. But the body of her got re-inhabited by the woman who was in there before and she had all these, she's been having a hard time and she was like, oh my God, when I died, I was in hell because I was a terrible person. So this season has all been about her trying to get redemption because she's like, when I die again, I don't want to go back to hell. What do I have to do to go to heaven? And so she's been asking Aminadel, she's been asking Lucifer, she's been trying to be a better person and then she, you know, she's going through all this stuff. But at the end of this episode, it all culminates where... Cain tries to kill Aminadel while he's talking to uh, Trisha Helfer. She sees it coming and jumps in front of him and takes the bullet to the heart. And apparently that was, you know, that self-sacrifice was enough. And Aminadel, who had been struggling with since season one with his wings because he felt that he was being punished and so he lost his wings. And in that moment he got his wings back so that he could take her to heaven. And it was just this beautiful sequence of events. And then everybody comes and finds her body. And it's just like a whole thing. And I was like, Oh my God, I was really kind of, uh, I was, it was a really emotional moment and it firmly put, uh, Cain in on the side of evil. And so now the rest of the season is going to be about bringing him down. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It was a really good and emotional moment that brought together elements that went all the way back to season one or two. So I, a thumbs up for me. And the fact that it gets canceled right after I saw that great episode just really just drives the knife in. All right. So this is me being sat in a corner by myself. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about The Flash. And... Um, this episode was another with another Battlestar Galactica alum, this time Katie Sackoff, who was putting on a terrible British accent. Oh, uh, whoever thought that accent was a good idea needs to be smacked with something large and heavy. It was probably her. It was probably I'm going to guess. Doesn't matter. It was her. They should have said no, Katie. <laughs> no British accent. Well, 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 speaking of bad accents, I mean, the episode also had another a different Council of Wells. Uh, where... Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it was like a vaudeville show. Oh, it's so one. terrible! <laughs> I actually I have ever heard. I actually, uh, once I realized they were doing the Council of Wells again, I started fast forwarding. I can't stand them. Like none no. of them. Uh, so well, I the, th- the, the problem is it's a tonal shift. 
because there's a major, there's a serious problem on the show that they're trying to solve, and then they bring in, hey, let's let Tom Cavanaugh show that he does funny accents and can wear wigs and stuff. It's like, what show are we watching now? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like the same show at all. Yeah, but all in all, I think the purpose of that scene was to show that that the character has. Uh, does have something to contribute to the team, and that would be his heart. And so I appreciated that uh, from a plot standpoint. Yeah, I think they could have gotten that out another way. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> did we have to be tortured first to get to that? Uh, you said I mean, you talk first because you haven't talked in a couple episodes. Or, uh, uh, yeah, no, I just keep riffing on that because I mean, he was like a court jester with costume changes. It was. <laughs> <laughs> It was, I'm and and the thing is, I won't dwell on it because we all hate it. But I I never re- I did like his character when it first started on the show, but they just don't know what to do with him anymore, quite frankly. Um, and if I were on the team, I would also believe that. I would also be like, look, dude, I don't know what to do with you. So I agree. That's a a good observation that sure, um, you know, this was their way of showing, oh, but we can still use you because of her heart. And I was like, ugh, that was a long journey for like a small payoff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that train ride. So well, what that wasn't the, great. Yeah, what about the rest of the episode? What do you think? Yeah, so, um, but as far as the episodes, this particular episode, I didn't love in general, uh, minus the, w- w- already with the Wells thing, and then with Caddy, uh, with um, Katie Sackhoff's, I want to say accents, because her British accent is so bad that when she went back to American, I was like, wait, is that an accent too? Because that's horrible. I was like, <laughs> Her British accent is so bad, Dick Van Dyke <laughs> called her up to tell her it's terrible. Did, did I, he? No. You're, no, I'm just um, kidding. I'm but, kidding. Um, yeah, but, no, no. But it, but I, it knocks I, off his bird as, like, the worst British accent on film. The worst. And I just really was like, maybe she's, like, Australian or Scottish. No. She's, she's just, not. She's like, just an American. No, I'm joking. I just, it was so unpleasing to the ear that it really legit confused me. And I was like, oh, wait. I was like, because, you know, um, Starbucks, not Starbucks, Apollo, you know, wasn't. Um, American so I just my head was leaping anyway um, as far as the show is concerned it definitely wasn't one of the stronger ones especially because I I understand that DeVoe is the villain of the season and stuff and he I at different points I've kind of decided he was a good villain uh, meaning a a good bad villain um, or not and I'm just kind of bored though I mean honestly it's gone on too long yeah it's been on too long I think jumped the shark (laughs) You know, my, my my biggest problem with DeVoe is it was great not to have another speed villain. Right. However, comma, of all the villains in the rogues in Flash's rogues gallery, which was second only to Batman's, you choose the thinker. Oh, come on. Seriously. I well, Brainiac, Brainiac is a good villain. But Brainiac is a Superman villain. I know, but he's a good villain. And I'm saying of the same like ideal. Yeah. Well, so... Bra- Brainiac is a humanoid computer. And we'll get there when we get to Krypton. I'm just saying. My point was, the Thinker didn't have to be a bad villain. The Thinker could have been a good villain. It's just that he's not. <laughs> so they, the way they're going about they it, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, it leaves a lot to be desired. Like, I liked the bow from the first beginning of the season, but then after what they did with, like, every other meta that had powers and him going about it trying to do this, like, I'm trying to be this, like, Superman of the villains, and I'm just kind of like, okay, you're kind of losing me here. Like, 
and I only watch because I like I have appreciation for the CW shows. But out of that, I feel like this episode by itself was just kind of like I was like, okay, like it was kind of one note for me. Yeah, I agree. And I didn't love the whole swingers vibe. I mean, like every week, he was always getting with his wife with a different face. Yeah, swingers vibe. You know, I was like, whatever, you know, I just, they didn't handle it well. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, we won't. Okay. No swingers for her. Uh, nope. <laughs> let's move on. We've, we've trashed on this enough. Let's move on to the expanse and the expanse. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Rest in uh, peace. I know, right? Uh, hopefully, please Netflix, yeah. please Netflix, rescue it. And Netflix has said they've committed to sixty percent of their programming being science fiction. And I'm like, this one's already ready to go, guys. Um, <laughs> but this this episode was very much a, it surprised me. This is one of the few times where I was like, whoa, because seriously, the, the mutiny when it happened. I was like, uh-huh. yes, they're gonna do it, and they're gonna they're gonna do this, and it's gonna be great, and blah 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 blah, and all the mutineers dead. <laughs> it was just what? Uh, I did not I did not see that coming. Uh, so they did a good job of surprising me and and uh, taking the action in a different direction, and now everything is much worse than it was. Because I was like, and, and then the guy at the very end when he launches all those uh, they're not called aliens, they're called. Oh, the hybrid thingies? Yeah, the hybrids. When he launched all those hybrids into space, I was like, dude, do you even know what you're doing? Like, I feel like he's a military man who thinks, oh, I have a weapon, without actually understanding the ramifications of that weapon. That dude is purity evil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he didn't even want to reason with anybody. And the fact that he fired on his own people, it's like, dude, I mean, ugh. He was trying to get them to follow him out of fear, by firing on one of his ships. And I was like, oh, that's not the way to do it. Go about it. So, But I love the, uh, oh, the woman who commanded, wasn't it the Mars ship, who basically said, we will not, we are not firing on y'all. Right. He was like, you figure it out <laughs> you know. yourselves. If you want to shoot each other, that's fine. We'll sit back here and wait. But she was like, I think we're fighting an illegal war. Um, yeah, that secret's out. I think that's pretty cool. But now they've got a whole other problem. So, yep. Uh, the only other thing, I guess, there's two other parts where Naomi kind of tells, what's his name, dude, uh, tells The guy you don't like? Yeah, that guy. Tells him her, uh, sad story of her- Holden. Holden, thank you. And I kind of was like, it felt a little manipulative, but at the same time- I got why she told him. Like it's a weird thing. Like I was kind of well, conflicted. Fu- the funny thing is, I-, I know you don't like the actor, but obviously there's still chemistry between the characters, even though he's tick that she that she betrayed them. Right. But she's so like trying to get back his good graces. <laughs> oh yeah, and I got it. But that's why I felt like it was a little manipulative for her to tell that. Super oh, it was sad a lot of manipulative. <laughs> tell him that super sad story so that he would be like, okay, I forgive you. And he didn't quite get to that. He just nope. was like, I don't hate you, um, yep. which I suppose is a step forward. Um, but yeah, and then his his Holden's conversation with, I can never say her name, something Masala. Her name is like Avasarala. Thank you. There's a lot of a lot of syllables in that word. Um, I like their conversation as well. And she admits that she's being 100% manipulative. 
So listening to her, her conversation with him are great. Like she's so amazing on the show. <sighs> Me sighing again. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Let's move <laughs> on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Krypton. Uh, who'd like to start this one off? Oh, uh, it was the return of the Jedi, basically. We took the Emperor and threw him into a bottomless chasm, which is what we do with a lot of Star Wars figures. And then waited for him to come back out. Yeah. Um, But apparently, uh, yeah, he doesn't die easily. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, that was kind of a a really shocking and sad scene when uh, the little girl shows up. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't believe they did that on this show. I was was kind of still... That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, but it, it um, I guess in other parts of the show, it, it did show that even if uh, Brainiac like takes you over and takes over your body and everything, that I guess there is hope of uh, getting your, uh, I, I guess I can't really say humanity, but Kryptonian back. Um, <laughs> and, Kryptonian-ness? Uh, oh, yeah, because they removed it from, what's his name, the soldier. They took it out, they took Brainiac out of his head. Yeah, yeah help you know, me. Kind of missing an arm. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll get a robot one. He'll be fine. Um, but uh, hey, uh, but I'm really interested to see what's what's going on with the Zods because even like current General Zod like doesn't trust uh, grandson General Zod. Well, and, because she uh, she doesn't trust anybody who doesn't believe in honor. And the way when she was asking him questions, his answers were not what she was looking for. And and she could tell that he's not necessarily a man of honor. Well, that's just my opinion. Not only that, didn't somebody didn't somebody tell her or that you know, he didn't come to save Krypton, he came to rule it? No, I think that was in the preview. Or was it I think it was uh, in the preview for next week. I thought that was somebody in the episode. Mm. Or maybe she said it. I don't remember now. I, I, it might have been her who said it. Yeah, I'm just so, thinking pretty much. Yeah. Uh so he's decided he can't beat uh he can't beat Kal-El uh at his own game, so he's come back to Krypton to rule. But first he has to save it and then he can rule it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the problem is what's his name? The human guy, Dr. Oh, uh, Adam, Adam Strange is lame and he hasn't gotten better. And his all all they when they showed his backstory to show why he wants to be a hero, I was like, and yawn. I just don't like him, and I don't trust him. And the fact that he's lying to he's still lying to the team, just no, nah, not interested. Not is it, is it a character problem or an acting problem? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's a Doctor Smith the, problem. It's a Doctor what? what? It's a Doctor Smith problem. <laughs> but the the problem is he's 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 a catalyst character. He should be fairly neutral in terms of. I mean, you should I, ideally like him more than not like him, but he's there basically just to move the plot along. I think the problem is that the writing for him hasn't been as strong. But the actor, I've seen the actor before, and face it, he's he's a pretty white dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which nothing against pretty white dudes, but usually they should be able to act well, or at least make you believe the character they're playing. Right. Yeah, and and he doesn't. I don't believe him, and I don't trust him, and all of those things. You should. We should be on his side when Seg is like, "I don't trust you anymore." We should want him 
to uh, be back with the team, and I don't. I'm like, oh, good riddance, and that should not be the reaction. So, I'm this this episode was was pretty good because it dealt with the Zods and stuff, and we got uh, and they did some they did some really emotional stuff with the little girl. And everything, but I just every time they did a flashback for Adam Strange, I was like, ah. It just slowed down the plot. The rest of the story, I thought, was did a great job. And then when you have uh, at the very end, when he runs into this woman, who I'm gonna guess is who the scientist, whoever he stole that device from, they were like, we should send an expert. I'm guessing this is their expert that they sent. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't care about him or his story, to be honest. Any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, yeah, can I just say something? Because I just realized, listening to you guys talking, that um, I did not catch up because I watched several episodes. I binged, and I thought I like had time, but I purposely stopped and was like, oh, I'm done. I was not done. So um, I don't have anything to add to this episode, but I really want to say that quickly that um, I am really happy with this show. I, I, I had a lot of potential. I was giving it a lot of hope. I feel like it's paid off for me. Um, Kalel, who I've had some issues with Segel. going in. Segel. Segel. Sorry, sorry, Segel. Um, I feel like he's been given so much more to do, so it's like less awkward because he's not a good quiet actor. So like he's more active and I, you know, I like him better. I loved, I know this happened last week, but I love how they brought back her or brought her into the fold of um, you know, Blondie. What's her name? I don't remember. Um, daughter oh, Vex, of Vex. Vex. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I was Vex. Really... Vex. I was really trying. I was really kind of holding my breath to see how's that going to work out. And then there's that that episode in particular. I don't know about this episode. I love the like they're setting up that love triangle sort of kind of real, yeah. real, real. Well, real now background. it's a square because the uh, soldier guy is back. That too. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I thought he was going to be back when they when they sizzled off his arm. I thought, oh, he's not gone forever. I was like, it'll be way more interesting for all of them. Uh, if he's back on the show. So I just want to say that I'm super happy with the show and it's, I love how um, gritty it is. They're, they're not pulling punches and um, you know, it's shot dark. The the feeling is dark. So I'm, I'm really pleased with the show. All right. I have let's... zero idea what they're going to do for season two though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, next up, next up, we're going to talk about the blacklist and uh, this episode was basically kind of part two of last week's, but is basically Samar has been kidnapped by a guy who deals with body farms, and and he's like, I'll make sure I kill you quickly, it'll be fine. And she's like, yeah, I'll make sure I kill you quickly. Uh, so I really like that she wasn't a damsel in distress, except that every, things just kept going wrong for her escape plan, like... Who could have predicted that a bear would come and eat the dude and make it and knock her van into the water? Uh, that was not because she would have got out of there on her own if not for random bear. Uh, so I thought that that was kind of interesting. And I loved her, her last kind of conversation with, um, she's Samar, the dude that she's in love with that I blanked on his name. Uh, so all of that was really good. I like I like their story a lot. Uh, and then now it's a big race between Red and, and um, Elizabeth to get the duffel bag. Can we finally just get this duffel bag and just be, be done with it, please? <laughs> yeah, I would like for that to be done. All right, your thoughts. What do you think? 
Greg? Oh, um, yeah, I, I really like the, uh, the episode, although I kind of saw it coming where, of course, you know, um, you know, she, she's fighting and she's fighting. She's in the water. She finally, or, or before she gets in the water, she finally gets a cell phone. You know, she calls up, you know, her boyfriend says, if you had asked for me to marry you, I would have said yes or whatever. I'm like, oh, she's dead now. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason why they would have done that. And now, you know, and sure enough. Well, she's not you know, dead. She's, kinda, she's in a coma. Yeah, she's kind of saved, but uh, I don't know. Uh, she gonna and see now. So now I'm 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 kind of skeptical. I'm like, so what's gonna happen now? Oh, uh, so they're gonna go back to the whole. They're gonna try to like reset the clock. And I'm just guessing she's gonna wake up out of the coma and have amnesia, and she's not gonna remember him. Oh, well, hopefully they will not do anything that crazy. Uh, I would just yeah. Uh, I, I hope they don't do anything like that crazy. I just want to know what's in the duffel bag. I want the answer to that in the finale, please. They've been dragging this duffel bag on for a season and a half. So either it's uh, the bones of the real Elizabeth Keene or the bones of the Elizabeth, real... Elizabeth Keene? You mean the daughter? It's a full-grown yes. person's by, uh, b- bones in that body, in that bag. Elizabeth Keene would know if she's Elizabeth Keene or not. Well, that... maybe not. Or or maybe it's the bones of the real uh, Raymond Reddington and he's doing like a Dread Pirate Roberts sort of thing. That's a good guess. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, that's not a bad guess. Huh. Or why didn't you think it was the mom, which is what they're making us think it is? They've been no. leading us to believe that it's the bones of Elizabeth's mother. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It's got to be something more than that. Uh, otherwise, why would... Why would he Ray- care so much? Yeah, why would he care so much? Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. I got nothing else to say about that. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Colony. And this was episode two, and Tom had a lot to say about Colony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you feel about Colony, Tom. Here's the problem with Colony. One of the basic principles I try to teach my screenwriting students is something needs to happen in your script. <laughs> throughout. <laughs> and for the second week in a row... You get the promises of something going to happen, but nothing really actually happens. So they this have episode, one more I week could to ag- I, I would agree with you because this one was basically a long train ride to get to a different location. They basically <laughs> started off in one location, got on a train, ended up in a different location, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, the fact that I had to restart the episode a couple of times because I nodded off, not a good sign. But well, I literally... Literally, nothing really happens in the episode, and they've got to be better than this. I, I think part of the problem with Colony, as I'm looking at the credits, I'm like, Carlton Coos, I'm sorry. He was part of the lost, you know, train wreck, for lack of a better term, as well. He was he and Damon Lindelof were the ones who ran lost, you know. So, into... you're, still, so you're saying you still are, are bitter about that? Well, it's not that I'm bitter about it, but when I'm waiting, while I'm lamenting the fact that nothing actually happens in the episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the guy who wasted six years of my life. <laughs> so you're not bitter. I feel like that's a little bit bitter. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Greg, do you have any thoughts on Colony before we move on? 
Um, no, uh, but yeah, I have to agree with Tom. Um, yeah, nothing really happened in this episode. Um, I'm kind of thinking that there's supposed to be a buildup to something, uh, because I guess previews for next week, they say, uh, this, this new, um, I, I don't know what you call it, a, a safe haven or whatever, where they are in the woods is kind of being run like a colony. Right. And so, uh, maybe the, uh, uh the hosts, are uh, running everything on the planet. And including running, the resistance? Including the resistance. That's what I kind of eh, think. I don't know about that one, but I think it's humans being humans. Yawn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the season finale of Big Bang Theory, where the finally the wedding happens. The shamey wedding. The shamey? What? Oh. oh. That's the name. Sheldon oh, plus Amy equals like, shamey. Oh. It's, a terrible, it's a terrible couple name. That's the name that people use. Sorry, I didn't make it up. Shamey. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Sheldon plus Amy equals Shamey. I shame. get it, but it's still terrible. All right. Hey, can I get can no. I give a shout out to the previous week's episode? The first one with Jerry Mc, with Jerry O'Donnell. Uh, is it Jerry McConnell or O'Donnell? Jerry O'Donnell playing as, the big, big uh, brother, play, yeah. playing the older version of Georgie, the younger version of which appears on Young Sheldon. I thought that was a really poignant episode. And, and it was also rare... really good casting, too. I think that you can easily see him becoming that guy. Like, he's yep. absolutely perfect. And just their different point of views of their childhood mm-hmm. is, uh, that yeah, that was that was really good. I would agree. Uh, other thoughts about this one? Um, yeah, we had... We had Mark Hamill and uh, Will Wheaton in the same episode. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger nerd. King I, of the I love the line where I got you an upgrade. Uh, an older sci-fi actor with a beard. I don't I see, see it. <laughs> She's like, I don't really see the upgrade. Yeah, that was that was great. Because uh, obviously Amy doesn't know who either one of them is, so she just she really didn't care. Um, and uh, the whole just having Mark Harmon, not Mark Harmon, <laughs> Hamill, Hamill. <laughs> I'm so sorry. At the uh, wedding was was really great, and how he had to end up basically having a con for 30 minutes and answering questions was fantastic. <laughs> and I like that uh, it wasn't Wallowitz; it was uh... Kuchipali. No, it was the comic oh book oh owner. Stewart Stewart. Stewart. Got to be, ended up answering all the questions because Mark Hamill didn't know the nitty gritty stuff. I mean, and why would he? And, and so I just thought that was all that was all pretty fun. That was really great. And then the just the whole wedding just being delayed because these guys are doing equations as only scientists could. That was fantastic. Anybody else yeah. thoughts? Go ahead. Have we seen Kathy Bates um, as uh, Amy Farrah Fowler's mom yet, or is this the first time? I think this is the first. I don't remember. This that. is the first time. Yeah, yeah. And what is the I actor's name it. who doesn't talk? What is that guy's Teller. name? Teller. Yes, he. I was like, he's the actor who never speaks. So I, I thought it was they great. Give him two li- I love to give him two words. <laughs> <laughs> that was all really good. Uh, so the in-laws, everything. It was. It was a good, the buildup basically had a great payoff, I would say. Yep. So, thumbs up. Mm. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the originals. This episode, Klaus is an idiot, <laughs> is, is basically how you would sum it up. Yusin, you watched it, right? 
I did. I did. And, you know, it was the first episode, and I'm not blaming it. I mean, I think we only get 13, right, to finish off the series. Right. Um, yeah. So, to me, every episode is precious, but, um, you know, par for the course. Like, you're going to have some, like, throwaway episodes. Um, so, it was just Klaus being Klaus, you know, stupid and pig-headed. And, I mean, they did kind of take the angle of um, Elijah not being there. So, right. he, like, to doesn't counter him. Smoke. Yeah, it's what? Just, it's, yeah, to counter him because that's basically Klaus goes about ten steps further than he should, and Elijah's yep. always there to pull him back to where his plans actually work. And yeah. this was basically him doing one of his crazy plans where Elijah would have been like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And Elijah yeah. wasn't there, and so he does yeah. this crazy plan, and he gets the information he wants, but he manages to make everyone his enemy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it was classic Klaus, but I feel like. Uh, you know, narratively and in terms of arc and stuff, we're at the end. I kind of didn't want Klaus to like not ha to have regressed. You know what I mean? For me, I kind of just wanted to keep building to, I mean, I don't know. Can uh, vampires be redeemed? I guess. I mean, it seems like Elijah, you know, is being redeemed. Maybe there can only be one redeemed va uh, vampire well, on the show. Elijah has always been on his road for redemption. He's always wanted yeah. redemption. Klaus, no, no, not what I'm really. No, no, what I, no, granted, but what I'm saying is it seems like he's going to get it, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of was hoping for, maybe it's a little too saccharine, but I was, I, regardless, the point is, I found this episode a little bit of treading water, a little bit of actually swing, swimming back to the, you know, to the start block or whatever. I just was, I was a little like, meh, we've seen this before, it's been alluded to, it causes so many more problems than it solves, blah, 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 you know, I the part that I liked was um, they do seem to be doing a, having a little trouble kind of making Marcel count. It seems like him being like a super hybrid just doesn't matter. You know right. what I mean? He's just being mm -hmm. pushed out by the um, his vampire, you know, people who really aren't his people anymore. I mean, they could not have said it enough times on the show. So, um, so he's kind of floating out in the wind. Elijah is uh, missing, MIA. And then Klaus is just being his crazy old self. So I didn't hate the episode, but I don't think there was much to sell about it. And that's fine. It's a bridge to the next episode. But I will ask this question, actually. I was confused. I, I mean, he was just murdering everybody. And then at the end, he got the answer that it was, you know, a vampire section sect. But why did how did he convince Marcel to kind of get on board? And then Marcel, you know, they stormed back in and they were like, daylight rings, everybody. I was like, wait, what happened? I was like, was Marcel was all. No, because he told Marcel just what you said, which is that he doesn't belong anymore and he can't control yeah. his vampires. Because it used to be he, when he was a vampire like them, he could control yeah. them by being a benevolent leader. Uh, okay. But now that he is a hybrid and they don't consider him part of his, the group anymore, he has to rule. He can't just be benevolent. He has to rule through fear. And that was his first step of ruling through fear. Okay. I mean, I got it. I got what he was doing, but I must have missed that part of the conversation where he did a flip and was like, ah, okay, fine. You know what I well, mean? Well, he like, never said it. It was, they, okay. they very much had Klaus say it, and then you you get a reaction shot, and then they cut to the scene where he does it. There's no, there's no right. Marcel there's saying. No epiphany. There is yeah. no verbal epiphany. For right. Okay. But fine. I just, well, that just to me is, you know, uh, indicative of for me the episode not kind of being compelling you know what I mean so that I, I must have phased out or something in that moment um so I mean it wasn't like boring as all get out but I, I I and I think I meant you mentioned this to me yesterday 
I mean, in last week or possibly just in private conversation, I really hope that Elijah is like not MIA for the whole series and they just swoop him back in the end to give him like closure. Hopefully. Not. Um, I mean, I saw him on a preview for next week, so I think okay. he's back next week. Right. Because that's as long as I want to go without him. You know what yeah. I mean? So he's the glue yeah. that holds this show together. Totally. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, sorry, Clement, you had comment, please. What did you think? No, no, I was just, I was just following everything that Houston said. Like, like I've, I'm a little behind on the originals because I kind of like, I came in during a really busy week in my life. I realized that, oh, wait, I've missed three episodes of the originals. So I'm catching up. But like, I agree that Elijah is one of the most important characters in the show. Um, I've been a fan of the original since the beginning. I've been watching since the beginning. Um, Klaus is one of my favorite characters just because he's one of those characters that you're never really sure what he's going to do, but it always comes from a place of either anguish or his artistic side. So, but I will say that I'm on episode three, season five, episode three right now. And like, I'm going to miss the show. I want to see what they're going to do with the spinoff that we mentioned earlier in the episode, but I will agree, like, Elijah, he needs to be in every episode. And I feel like um, the actor that plays him, I think his, um, I forget his name, Daniel something, but, like, he is one of the best actors I've seen on the CW. And uh-huh. I feel like they need to keep him around. So I, I would totally agree with that. All right, but, so overall, though, for the episode that we're talking about, it was not the greatest. Um, no. It was okay. But uh, I am in for the, for the long haul, to the end of the road. As of they course. say, always in forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next, uh, next up is Supernatural. And if only this was the end of the road for this show. But <laughs> it's, been on, it's been on for a really long time. No. Oh, but if it makes you feel any better, Julie Plex spinoff of Legacy beat out Supernatural spinoff. Because Supernatural, they were trying to do a spinoff with their women. Uh, Wayward Sisters. Wayward Sisters. And uh, they went with uh, Julie Plex's Legacy spinoff instead. So, mm. sad, supernatural. They cannot do a spinoff to save their lives. Um, but well, the this... mothership's going into four... season 14, so they're doing okay. True. But, you know, I would. I, though I don't know if Wayward Sisters was the way to go because they showed, like, when they did that, like, backdoor pilot, it was meh. It was not that exciting. It's like they can't figure out how to do a spinoff of that show. Um, anyway, this episode was pretty good because you have a really good conversation between Lucifer and um, Archangel Gabriel. And they had a pretty honest, just straight up conversation about why Lucifer got kicked out of heaven. And he's all like, Lucifer's always saying, well, dad was mean to me and he didn't like me and he blamed me for this and this and this. And Gabriel was like, no, dude, you did it to yourself. And he broke down why. And and he was like, you did this and dad was just trying to cut out a cancer. And it was a really good, just straight up talk that I thought was overdue. And the whole episode, Lucifer's trying to manipulate Jack. And, uh, and it's working. But then he gets a dose of his own, you know, kind of medicine. It was great. I just thought it was, you know, for so many episodes that we have where they either do, you know, one off one episodes like, oh, my gosh, the Scooby-Doo episode was was, was just awful. Um, I thought it was funny, I, but whatever. Yeah, I like that they got back to their, you know, core um, kind of storyline, which is kind of what made people interested in the story, you know, in the, in the first few seasons anyway. 
And then in this episode, you actually had three archangels like uh, uh, battling with each other, and even two that teamed up together. And um, unfortunately, uh, Gabriel is dead? Question mark? Question mark? Or <laughs> he's been dead so many he's times. He's been dead so many times, and then brought back. Um, you know, I like the actor. You know, maybe maybe they'll bring him back as Loki again. Who knows? Um, but um, a pretty epic, uh, pretty epic episode. Um, um, and you also worry about uh, Castiel and whether or not uh, he's going to, you know, end up getting killed again. But uh, oh, he's uh, always fine. But I yeah. did like at the very end when they basically betrayed Lucifer and left him in the other universe. But then they also left him with a way to come through because. You know, he, though his explanation of how they do the spell is like, it was some flowers and some food and a thing. And then my essence, like that was it. Um, and I was like, you don't even know. But then she was chanting over him a lot. So maybe she does. He does know what it is. So I well, thought, I, go ahead. And I kind of thought this was the way that you bring all the characters that you killed off in the previous season. This is a way to bring them back by going to a parallel universe. Finding their doubles, bringing them back. So they've now unkilled uh, but, Charlie and they've unkilled Bobby. I'm loving it. Yeah, but but now they're but the whole group is saying that they're going to go back. Yeah, but the thing is, they need an Archangel's uh, essence to to open the universe. But they came back without an Archangel, so they don't have Gabriel or Lucifer to do the spell. So they actually can't send them back. And I was waiting for them to say that to the group. They're like, yeah, we totally can't send you back. And they haven't said it. But it doesn't even matter because next week, Lucifer and Mike will come through. So, Hey, spoilers. I didn't see that in the previews. That was the entire preview was Lucifer and Michael coming back. Sorry. Hey, sometimes DVRs cut off early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, overall, this is one of the better episodes of Supernatural, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! I got my kiss. I know you Hot were lit. happy. <laughs> you, you got your kiss behind a, behind a shield. I know. I was like, inappropriate timing, people, but I don't care. I <laughs> That I was one of the most deal. epic kisses I've seen. <laughs> that was pretty epic, man. You got us five seasons of waiting for this kiss, and they totally delivered. Yep. They totally delivered. That was pretty big. And I loved everyone's reaction. I loved oh, Sky the... calling Colson hot lips. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then even uh, Deke was Deke? just, he was just like, his mouth was just hanging open. He was like, is this supposed to be happening? Uh, all of that stuff was just so great. Uh, I guess there was a story that happened too, but who cares? Like, I could just talk about the kids for the whole time. Like, that was, for me, my super highlight. I don't even remember whatever ha what else happened. Stuff, other things, I don't know. Well, you know, the other, the, uh, just to, one more thing about the kiss. I loved, for me, it was kind of exactly S.H.I.E.L.D. for me. I mean, it, it was dramatic, it was in the middle of the fight, and then there, they just give you a little extra in terms of humor, uh, with the with uh, obviously the reactions, but I loved that they were just casually. He was like, ah, "I'm going to put up a shield so I can make out with her." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just thought that's the perfect balance of Agents of Shield for me. You know, where there's plenty of action and there's drama and there's emotional content, and then he's like, "Man, I'm just going to give you a little visual kind of whatever." So yeah, for me, the kiss paid off in in every way, but also kind of was very 
indicative of like, okay, this is what shield gives me. You know what I mean? It hits on all kind of areas well, for also, me. So I also liked at the end, he was like, I thought that shut you up. Like that was a callback yeah. to, to, all to of early. It. Yeah. yeah, it was all great. Uh, and the point of this episode was basically their big escape. They had to sabotage the spaceship so that it didn't bomb oh. the earth. And then I want uh, go ahead. I, I want to interrupt because I, it, this is notable. So I want to mention it. One of the things that I also love about the show is it, I've said it week after week. I like how the show surprises me a lot, you know, and, um, I almost can never guess the twist or can kind of jump ahead. I'm always like, how are they going to get out of this? Who's going to this, or how are they solving this? I was a little like, Oh, really? Are they going to do the hunt for red October thing where it's like, see ya the missiles are coming at ya you know what I mean like your own missiles are gonna kill you and I was like "Mm, well that's a trope and a half so I was a little disappointed I was surprised I thought really are you gonna do that for me so except that they tell you that that's what they're gonna do pretty like no but I meant the reaction no 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 it's that's not what I meant I just well yes while they were my point is if it were true agents of shield that's what you think would happen that because they've told you that's what's going to happen and at the end you're like oh my gosh you know that's not what happened that final shot of the missiles coming and the look on his face i was like Meh, whatever i mean i was still reeling from you know the kiss and everything so i really didn't care but i was surprised that they didn't surprise me um and then as far as i'll let you guys talk about other stuff but i really like what they're doing with um oh god is it decker i forget his name the you know the gravitonium superhero now what's his name talbot talbot, talbot. talbot. you mean talbot. super villain super, super villain. villain yes sorry sorry yes super though villain. i did like that they said he was a hero in his own mind so yes, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. So I, I i he's believable i think he's menacing uh they, we've set they've set it up really well with his i mean again even though Colson kept warning us and, you know, they were, they were kind of worried and, you know, what they worried about came true. Um, I, I thought he was really effective and I, I loved his costume. I thought they did a nice job with that. I, it looks like discount Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but he looked good and, you know, and he looked menacing. So anyway, I'll let you guys talk about the rest of the show. I mean, I'll back you up with this costume because this costume is actually, it's actually, um, I've been a fan of the Graviton character from the comics world since I was like five. So it's a real callback to the comics and everything that they do with him in the comics. Um, but Adrian Pastar, can we just talk about him for a second? He continually brings it every episode. And like his shift from being, you know, you know, the, the brigadier commander, the kind of guy that's always in charge to very just slightly off ticks like supervillain. It's very minute and very subtle, but it's very well done. He's he's always brings it. Whether he's on Supergirl, he's been on Heroes, now he's on Shield. He's doing really well, and I guess like I dig what he does in every performance that he brings. So, you know what's what's ironic is he voices Iron Man in the Marvel cartoon series. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other things I guess is. You get all the way down to, you know, you have Coulson in the big fight and he dies. Well, he doesn't die. He gets hurt. And so now the que- the question is, we only have one amount of centipede formula so we can either uh, save Coulson or we can take down Gravitonium Dude, Talbot. That's awesome. That was Gravitonium great. Gravitonium Dude. And so it's like, what do we do? Bum, bum, bum. You know? <laughs> uh, and... I just, 
Of course I want to save Coulson and we'll figure out another way to set, to defeat Gravitonium Guy. Uh, but I'm like, who's going to make this call? Because Daisy is not objective. Uh, May is not objective. I, nah. Yeah. Certainly I, I, not after that kiss. <laughs> so I don't really know how they're going to come to, you know, the, the conclusion of what they're going to decide to do. Because either way, they the objective should actually be to break the loop, the time loop. That's really the objective. So uh, yeah. So next week they they had the the big preview is someone will die. No, someone will not make it out alive or something like that. And as you talk about them surprising us, I hope that means that the obvious person is not going to die. Um, cool. Yes, being Colson. I was like, after they gave me that great kiss, and now you're going to throw him in a coma? Are you serious? Also, that would be boring because like he's already he started the show having come back from from death from the know? dead. So it's like uh, enough with the Lazarus. Like, move on. I, I'm, you know, give me something else. And you know, so yeah. No, well, unless I, they I really... kill him, I guess unless they kill him for real, is that boring? Uh, no, it's not boring. But that would be tragic. I know. <laughs> I know. That's He's my boy's favorite. Yeah, I'll take boring. Like, no. <laughs> well, or since we're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, someone could just turn to ash and blow away. Well, that's true. I'm terrified <laughs> of half of the cast turning to ash next week as well. Um, and I'm like, well, we can't do that because... would be so, hard to do another season. I know. <laughs> that only works if we don't have another season. And I figure, I feel like if if we have another season, that means they can't air until after Avengers Infinity, which is, which is next summer. So they'd have to take yeah. a year off, which makes no sense. Um... So yeah, uh, I I don't know what they're gonna do uh, for this because uh, Infinity War has put them in a kind of conundrum where fifty percent of the people turn to dust. So now, what are you gonna do? And especially I mean, since I... they're saying that it's happening at the same time, they've shown New York, they sh- they showed the aftermath of the battle, so it's happening. Thanos by name, like yeah. all this stuff. So yeah, I mean. And I hope to God this doesn't happen. Um, but somehow they like get caught up in the loop again. And like at the beginning of next season, they're like back in the future with a broken earth somehow. And they've got, uh, I'm not, no, I don't want to do saying, that. I don't want to do that. But, and I'm not saying that they would start, they would do the entire season on that. I'm just saying like, I mean, I mean I'm reaching, but I'm just thinking, well, you know, unless they, you know, they fail to break the loop and the very first episode of the next season is them being like, what the, you know what I mean? And I then will, they quickly re- resolve it. You well, know what I mean? Thing I, I, I will point, I, only thing I will point out is they mentioned that Mac gets killed at the beginning mm. of the loop and that hasn't happened yet either. Mm. So, Good catch. Good catch. Uh, so that is another possibility. Not that I want that, but no. I'm just saying it's a possibility. All right. I think that's it. We're saying thumbs up, right? Super duper awesome yes. kiss. Terrifying ending. I'm scared for the finale of next week. They've done a great job of bringing up that tension. So, uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. You can listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weednobulus, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.